This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Am I right? I'm right. I'm right because the word of God, the word of God said it first. So, hey, it's good to be here this morning. Couple of announcements. One, follow up from last week. Uh, we have some surveys. So if you didn't get a chance to fill out the survey we sent out last Sunday, uh, we'll have some at the back. So please do before you go. Perfect. And two, if you are like a voting member of our church, we're having our annual general meeting on March 27th, so please put it in your calendar. It'll be right after the service. But because of that, that means that the nomination ballots are now out. Uh, you should have got an email, but if you're someone who's not using email, then we also have paper packages for you, and they will be at the back of the church after the service as well. Okay. All right, let's pray and worship God this morning. Oh, Lord, we come to you, and we just realize that, uh, man, life is just full of life. Uh, ups, downs, the joys, the trials, and, and God, you're with us through it all. And so as we worship you today, God, we want to do it knowing that you're good and that you're faithful, that we can trust you because you're holy, and that you will meet with us. And Jesus, we just want to meet with you this morning. We want to worship you. We want to experience your love and your presence. We want to be encouraged, challenged, lifted up, filled, and just used and refined for your glory and your kingdom. So whether it's the worship team or the preaching, whatever it is, Lord, would you just anoint it so that it would go well for your glory, so that we would just hear uh, what it is you're doing and saying to us. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you together as one body and one family, both in person and online. And we love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Every once in a while, um, the Lord speaks to individuals. And uh, we are part of the body of Christ and uh, part of, the, of God's family. And uh, Carrie just nudged me. She said she had a word for us for today. And... Um, I, uh, I hope this is now on. Uh. Hello, hello, hello. Humble Thank yourself you. and Thanks, look Steve. stupid in front of everybody. <laughs> no. You know, it, it, the song that they're just singing right now is just what the Lord was showing me this morning. I, I was very sad yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, but oh my goodness, I choose. It's a, I, I think this is for many of us. It's a choice we make to focus on his goodness and not focus on sad news or, you know, health problems, whatever. Uh, we just found out that our whole freezer, everything melted. <laughs> at home, back at home, and uh, if it wasn't that I put a lot of work into a lot of the stuff, the strawberries, the fish that he caught, whatever, but you know what, no, the Lord's really showing me, and even through this song, this morning, it's a choice I make to have joy, I might not be happy, I'm not angry, <laughs> I might be sad, but I can have joy and I can focus on his goodness. I think we 
there are others of you here. No matter what you heard this week or what's going on in your life, choose, make that choice to focus on his goodness. There are lots of things that we can be thankful for and we can celebrate. And uh, yeah, so that's basically the gist of it. But just have joy and choose joy and choose to focus on his goodness. Thank you, Carrie. That's so true, isn't it? So true. And we get to focus on his goodness. We have some wonderful, wonderful global workers who represent us in world mission. And I'm going to ask Deb Coupe to come up now. Deb, Deb is, uh, uh, is taking care right now of our missions committee. And we're thrilled that she's doing it along with the team. And she'll be introducing the team as well. So Deb, God bless you. Good morning. So um, I'm on the team as well as Jess Spears and Lynette Nicolishan and Danette Thompson. And if anyone else is interested, we are definitely open for many more to join us. Um, so we support five global workers, Tim Shindell, and he's in Canada, Matt and Amber Price, and they're in Thailand, Frank Julik, who Frank has just passed away, but we'll talk about his ministry, is in India. Uh, Darcy and Leanne McAllister are in Asia, and Kevin and Julia Garrett are in Asia, um, bordering the south end of Thailand. Um, so we'll start with Frank. He ran, he went over to India in 1976 and set up, um, worked, worked with um, children who were um, underprivileged and um, deprived backgrounds, and he, was, he never looked back. He just stayed and his whole life was there. And he passed away uh, in December, and um, his predecessor, Bapu, who was one of the children way back when in his, in his place, grew up with him, and he was mentored and trained and did everything with Frank, and he now heads the ministry over there, too. So um, Frank was just phenomenal. We met him a few times. He came to this church, and just the funniest guy, the one thing they remember a lot about him was his humor, and he always was able to put a joke on himself. And just phenomenal. And his ministry is just so amazing what they do for those children in India. So uh, Prem Sua is what they call the ministry over there. And Bapu is doing a fantastic job leading it now. Um, we support, got this all in order, but <laughs> uh, the Garretts, Kevin and Julia, they just went back over um, to South Asia, bordering on the bottom side of Thailand. Um, and they're partnering with those over there to help those who are suffering and hiding and fleeing their country. Um, they're right now, they're doing renovations in the place where they're all staying, where they meet and when they work, and they're preparing some local interns who will be learning life and work skills, and as well as preparing the place to be a base for the ops and a logistical center for aid um, as they support over there. And they, yeah, they just went back in January again this past, like, last month. And uh, Matt and Amber Price um, and their four children, age 10, 8, 3, and 1, they've been in Thailand for a while. Um, I'm just going to read what they do. And we had uh, three members of our church go over there a couple of years ago and stayed with them and did two weeks of uh, work with their with them. 
Amber and I continue to focus on those who've been marginalized and have little to no voice in the greater society. One of our two main engagement is with Child Care Plus, and that's the sponsorship program of ERDO, which is the humanitarian section of the PAOC. They have a team of 18 ties working in 20 communities plus them. They're almost 500 sponsored children. In many communities, the economic impact of COVID means that there's not always enough food to put on the table. We've been working to meet practical needs such as food parcels, hygiene supplies, and medical supplies. We believe that this will be, have a powerful future impact as people remember how people who loved God were present in their lives during difficult times. They also have a focus with urban refugees. Um, Thailand did not sign the uh, refugee rights agreement, so there's no legal protection for refugees seeking or seeking asylum seekers. So to de deter people from coming there, they set up these camps, um, immigration detention centers, and some are like camps, some are more like prisons, they say. So they help to bail out some of those detained in these camps, um, especially mothers, children, and families that have been separated. They work with families on the outside to get them sponsored. And the refugees live in fear of being caught, and then they'd be put in one of those immigration centers. So their lives are quite challenging, so they help to meet those practical needs. And through that, they're getting developing friendships and relationships with the people too and helping them to relocate um, and resettle in other countries. That's Amber and Matt Price. Then the McAllisters just went back to Asia too in January and uh, they sent a little, little, um, little clip of their um, quarantine for 14 days in a average size small hotel room, two weeks. Once the door shut, you were stuck for two weeks. The food got dropped off outside the door by the friends that they know over there and the people they work with. And um, so they had a little section for their exercise and they had their little tiny sink for their laundry and their dishes and their hands. And yeah, I was, I was looking at that going, oh my goodness, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> Anyways, they were still laughing and having a great time, so all was good. And um, they're out of quarantine now. They've made some beautiful connections with their leaders over there. While they were in there and also out, they were filming their, um, their Zoe course that they teach through Thrive. And um, they had a financial miracle happen in the first eight days of being over there. So that was just a huge miracle of, of, of financial aid. Um, new restrictions were just imposed over there, so they have to do everything online now. So they must be stuck somewhere. <laughs> I'm um, doing everything online, and they're helping the leaders, they're doing marriage ministry, they're speaking in churches, they're leading the Zoe course, and they're working with missions groups over there. So they are very busy. And Tim Shindell is in Canada, so he goes back and forth from BC to the Parliament in Ottawa, and he just had his first um, opportunity to go into Parliament in Ottawa. Um, he, this has been kind of in the works for 15 years, and they provide emotional and spiritual care to Canadian um, politicians. So at, to date, they have nine care providers in eight of the provinces. So that's pretty impressive. They have um, daily prayer networks, and they pray for the leaders of the country. 
And if you go on their website, you can see me after for it. Um, there's a Pray BC and a Pray Canada. They're also on Facebook and Instagram, and you can access through there and pray for them. And he had his first trip to Ottawa and into the Parliament Hill there this year, and he had a beautiful prayer time with one of the leaders. He visited with our B one of our BC MPs back there, and, um, and he also has a personal missions project for each one of us to think about um, to help build the church in Quebec because it's quite small, and um, you can access it. Uh, you can donate to it. You can go through his website, which you can ask me for after. And there's a Quebec option, that, a drop-down that you can donate money into. But a basic common request from all the leaders is um, praying for them, how they can best serve the people that they are working with in the areas that they're working in, for wisdom in, in what they're doing, for the strength to keep going, because so many people are so tired now, and for peace over all the places where they are and what they're doing. So, um, so please continue to support what, what we receive in the offering to the missions or global workers. You have to designate it specifically in the spot on the envelope or in the e-transfer, however you do it. Otherwise, it just goes into the reg regular fund. Um, and so to keep sponsoring them because they're doing phenomenal work where they are in the countries that they're in, which we are so blessed here in Canada to be here with everything we have here. So just to close in a little bit of prayer for our global workers. Father, we just thank you that for these five families that are out in different parts of our world and your world and working with your people to... Uh, to just meet the needs that are in, in all these different areas and different walks of life and different avenues of life, Lord, and that you will provide, you will raise them up, you will strengthen them, you will grant peace in those situations where there's so much unrest, wisdom to all of them, Lord, to know how to, how to navigate these times and what, what needs to be done. And God, we just pray your protection over each one of these global workers, their families, and all the work that they do and the people they support, Lord, just move your hand in each one of these areas and just have your spirit just fall heavily, Lord. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. Thank you. If you, need, if you want to um, come and talk afterwards or you wish to come and join us, that would be awesome. Thanks. Lord, we come to you now. We come down, we lay down our hurt, we lay down our heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, we come as we are. And you receive us, Lord, and you accept us, and you love us, Lord. And you bring us that joy, the joy unspeakable, and it's so full of your glory. Oh, Lord, the joy the joy that's ours for the taking. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your amazing goodness. We thank you for your amazing faithfulness. You are good, Lord. You are good, and we come to your table, Lord. As the people of God, as a family of God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So good to be a part of the family of God. And to know that we have such a wonderful Father.
who loves us, who, who cares for us in, in such a deep way. Praise the Lord for that. And thank you so much for, for leading us today, worship team. Thank you so much. And, and Deb, thank you also for, for giving us that update. We, we appreciate it so much. And Carrie and I have the privilege of, of knowing each of these, each of our, the global workers that you're, that you're teamed up with. And, and really, it is a team effort. All of us are, are, are part of a team, are part of this amazing international missions team. And uh, so thank you, everybody, for partnering, continuing to partner with, with our global workers. It's, it's such a blessing. Well, we're continuing on in our series in 1 Corinthians, and today we're looking at the whole of chapter 2. We saw last week in chapter 1 that uh, Paul wrote about the wisdom of God, and he also exhorted all of us to continue to give the glory to God because God deserves all the glory for everything that, that happens, and, and especially as it relates to the result of our preaching and our teaching. Everything we do uh, in terms of how we follow the Lord and how we speak for Him is uh, for His glory, and we give Him the praise and the glory for that, especially when it comes to the foolishness of preaching. We know that it's not us, it's His. It's His power behind us, which is displayed. And, and so we're, we're so thankful for that. And, uh, you know, Paul wrote about the fact that the, the, uh, the message that he, that he gave, he not only spoke it up, but he displayed it. He demonstrated it. He modeled it while he was with them. And that's a key point for today. So let's read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You can follow along with me. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and you can follow along in whatever translation you've got there as well, but it'll be up on the screen behind me. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you. I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with the, the persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. 
The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to, under, so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I think many of us can relate to verse 3 when it comes to sharing our faith with someone. Isn't that right? Okay, it goes like this. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling, right? Most of us can identify with that. And, and that was Paul. That was Paul. So he goes on to say in verse 4 and 5, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Okay, so he speaks. He says, you know, I came to you in fear and trembling, but I came with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And Folks, these verses from this chapter really grabbed a hold of me this past week. Thank you, sweetheart. I feel like gargling that, but that would be rude, wouldn't it be? And it would spray all over everything, wouldn't it? <clears throat> but these words grabbed a hold of me in such a powerful way this week. I think they're central to us understanding this whole chapter that we read today. And on this Mission Sunday, these verses are going to be like the springboard that I'm going to use to what I believe that God wants us to hear today as Prince George Pentecostal Church. We've been talking about surveys a lot around here, and uh, we, we really do appreciate everyone's involvement in our surveys. They're, they're very helpful. And as I was reading the, these verses, I thought of a survey that Youth for Christ did a number of years ago right across Canada for people who are not followers of Jesus. And they asked one simple question on this survey. They asked, if there's one question you could ask a Christian, what would it be? If there's one question you could ask, you don't want to know what the two top questions that came back were? Are you ready for this? The two top questions. Number one, I hear what you're saying, where can I watch you? I hear what you're saying, where can I watch you? The second question is, if I don't accept your Jesus, will you still be my friend? Right here, we, we have, we see the cry of the world. The gospel records that on one occasion in Galilee, in northern Israel, where Jesus began his earthly ministry, uh, Jesus met with his disciples, and he gave them what we refer to today as the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and, and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said, go 
and make disciples. And that's one of the last things that he said to his followers before he left this earth. Now, the word go here, for some of you grammar buffs, and I know that we've got some teachers here and probably some grammar buffs, that word go is a participle. It conveys a continuous action that is already happening right now, but it also continues to happen in the future. In the Greek, it's the perfect present form. It's a participle. It, it literally, in the Greek, is saying travel. Travel. So what Jesus is saying here, he's saying as you're going along your life, as you're traveling through life, make disciples. Disciple. That's the verb. The verb in this great commission is disciple. So what I'm saying basically is that the great commission isn't a command to go. It's not a command to go. It's rather, we're already going. We're already traveling. It's a command to make disciples. If there's anything I remember from my New Testament Greek course, which I took over 40 years ago and I've forgotten most of what I learned, but I do remember this, that there's a difference between a participle and a verb. And basically, what I'm saying is the command here is to disciple. It's not necessarily about going on a cross-cultural mission to evangelize or, or to help people, even though that's a great thing to do. That's a good thing to do, and I wish many of you would do that if you haven't done that already. It's, it's wonderful, and Carrie and I have led countless short-term missions all over the world. It also doesn't necessarily mean being a global worker, although that's a great calling, and we support global workers. And, and we, we pray for them, as you heard today. I'm persuaded that Jesus is saying to every one of us, while you're going through your daily routine, whatever it is, whatever it is, disciple, disciple. Well, you might say, well, okay, Ralph, great. Uh, so uh, what exactly does that mean? What is exactly does it mean to disciple? Well, Discipling is very simply two words, modeling and influencing. Two words, modeling and influencing. And, and we need to remember these two words, and this is my message to you today. And I pray that we remember these two words, and this is what 1 Corinthians 2 is all about. In a nutshell, it's about modeling and influencing, influencing the people that we're surrounded by, modeling and demonstrating for them what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Paul showed the Corinthians and he taught them what it looks like to model, what it looks like to influence. And we've seen this in the past two weeks, just as we've looked over chapter one of 1 Corinthians. And Jesus did this the very same. And one of the examples that we have of Jesus doing this was the day that he simply joined the two guys walking to the town of Emmaus, which was about 10 to 12 kilometers uh, outside of Jerusalem. 
And it was also the day that he rose from the dead. He asked them, hey, what are you guys talking about? And, uh, you know, it turned out that they were talking about him. <laughs> and he began to influence them with his words and, and demeanor. He asked a question and let them talk. And he, and he pointed out a few things to them along the way. And then when he modeled accepting hospitality and then blessing and, and thanksgiving to God, whoa, their eyes were opened. The story's in Luke chapter 24, and, and we just don't have time to look at it now, but, but do yourself a favor, favor and, and read it sometime uh, this week or even, even today. But after this encounter with Jesus, after they recognized him, Jesus disappeared. And these guys, they hightailed it back to Jerusalem, and they told the, the disciples what had happened. And while they're, they're giving this report, Jesus shows up. And John records what he had to tell them. And this was of paramount importance, and it ties in so closely with, with discipling and what Paul is talking about here to the, to the Corinthians. It, it, it ties in so clearly, and, and John records what he had to tell them, which was so important. And a, and a piece of that uh, is exactly what Paul stresses here. This is, these are the words Jesus used. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they received the Holy Spirit just like what we do when we ask Jesus to be the leader and the forgiver, the, the Lord and Savior of our, of our lives. In the same way, in the same way, we have him. But listen, listen very carefully. More importantly, we have him, but does he have us? Does he have us? The Holy Spirit has to have control of our lives, of our day-to-day, -day, of our going. Are we filled with the Holy Spirit in our going? That's the question. Yes, he takes up resident in our lives, but have we given over our, the control of our lives to him? And this is what Paul was saying to the Corinthians. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. And that's what Jesus was talking about as well in Acts chapter 1 when he said to his followers, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Oh, friends, as followers of Jesus, we need to be filled with that power in our going. And then listen to Jesus' last words. Many of you know this so well, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. You'll be my disciples, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So as we're traveling, as we're going, practically, what does this look like for you living here in Prince George in 2022? 
You might ask, well, what's my Jerusalem? You know, I know, I know what, what the ends of the earth is. I know that. And my Judea, yeah, that might be Prince George and region. And Samaria, yeah, that could be further east, west, north, south. But what about my Jerusalem? What is that? I believe it's our day-to-day reality. Students. Students and and stay-at-home moms and dads and, and restaurant workers and business owners and business people and teachers and medical workers and tradespeople and salespersons and retirees. Yes, retirees. It, it means that as we're going, as we're doing, as we're being, as we're living full of the Spirit of God, that we bring flavor, that we bring salt to our present reality, that we bring this to our Jerusalem, that we bring this to our reality. Jerusalem is our reality. We bring light. We, we contribute. We speak positively. We're attentive you know, as we're stopping for coffee at Starbucks or, or Timmy's, you know, we notice the person at the, at the serving window. They're not a mannequin. They're, they're not a statue. They're a person. We notice them. And we don't use our evenings up wasting them, binging on Netflix and, you know, who survived what, right? But we give blood and, and when we can and if we can and we, we take an evening class. So we can meet new people. We invite friends and neighbors to come to our house. Yeah, as restrictions lift, that'll be even easier to do. We invite people to come to church with us. We help boost someone's car in superstore parking lot if they're in need instead of whizzing by because we're thinking the milk might go bad. Well, I can guarantee you in this weather, it will not go bad. Thank the Lord for the warm weather we've had. But that's what it means. It's how we live in our neighborhoods. It's how we work in our workplaces and hang out in coffee shops, in the places where we live, where we're going, as we're going. We're always open to engage for the sake of the gospel as the Holy Spirit nudges us, as the Holy Spirit leads us, and we model who we claim to be. We model the fact That were Jesus' followers. And people, this is tremendously fulfilling. It's fulfilling. It's not a chore. It's not something you have to do or place you have to go. It's as we're going. Some people have told me over the years, well, that's easy for you, Ralph, because you're kind of a natural conversationalist. You can talk about anything. Really? Well, maybe I talk too much. No amens. Maybe I talk too much, eh? It's not about talking. Talking and telling, well, yeah, that's important. It started, you know, Paul started this way. I mean, he, he, the, the, the message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. Right, so he's preaching, yeah, he's got a message to give. But we influence in ways other than talking. Helping, for instance. And when we model, that's very little talking. Very little talking. I, I hear what you're saying. Where can I watch you? Remember that question. 
The world is asking us that question. I hear what you're saying. Where can I watch you? And I know that for many of you here today and watching, you're saying, well, you know, this is nothing new. I've heard this all before. Uh, and for many of you, that's right. You know, you are engaged in your, in your world, and you're engaged in the church here, and, and you're influencing and modeling. But hey, how about taking this as a little reminder, as a little spur to get going? I, I believe that the Lord wants us, hey, we've come out of, we're coming out of two years of, for all intents and purposes, it's been a, two years of kind of solitude. And now some of us are starting to branch out a little bit. Hey, take this as a word for you. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more intentional about this. Be more intentional about everything. Everybody I meet, I'm going to be more intentional. Be reminded of this. Be reminded that you're always on mission. The mission of God. Messio Dei is a Latin, is a Latin term. It, means, it just means that we're always on mission. We're engaged in the mission of God. I mentioned that people at the Freedom Rally in Ottawa uh, were there. They were present at Salt and Light. I mentioned that last week. And, and I want to share with you just a, a quick little report of one group of them. Okay, One group. We heard back from a group of them. And uh, just, this is coming from just a normal kingdom guy by the name of Curtis Hartshorn. I just love that name, Hartshorn. You know, that's like a horn being blown from his heart. You know, I, I love this. I looked at his name and I went, wow. Okay, he's, he's modeling and influencing people for Jesus. Listen to this. We preached for about six hours and while... This was happening. We had a team of prayer people asking individuals if they would like to receive Jesus. We lost track of the amount of people we prayed for because every minute someone walked up. So many people gave their lives to Jesus or rededicated their lives to him. Many people were so touched by his love that they cried in the streets. We also saw several people get prayed for and walk away pain-free. The harvest is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. People, the harvest is plentiful. The harvest is white. I want to challenge each one of us to ask somebody a question this week. Something like, like this. Have you ever thought about Jesus how does that hurt? How does that hurt? You ever thought about Jesus? You know, you could get crazy replies back. Like, what are you, some sort of religious freak? You could get that. Or you could get, why are you asking that? Because I, I love him, and I just wanted to know if you've ever thought about him. How hard is that? People of God, that is easy. I'm, I'm not kidding you. That is easy. 
I want to tell you a little secret. Some of you guys are you're flying all over the place to Vancouver, back and forth. You know, whenever Carrie and I fly, I book the seats, and I never book us together. There's always a seat empty between us. You might think, well, that's a terrible thing. Don't you want to sit with your wife? Yeah, I do want to sit with my wife, but let me tell you what happens. What happens is she'll be at the window, and I'll be at the aisle, and you can see the person coming down already, and they're looking, they're looking, and, and I, I just say, hey, is this, is this your seat over here? And they'll say, yeah, yeah, that's my seat. I'll say, well... You know, can I just, uh, you want to sit on the aisle? <laughs> You've made an instant friend, right? They don't want to be, they don't want to be sandwich stuff. They, they, you know, so you move over. And I'll say, I don't mind because that's my wife. That's your wife? You, you didn't book beside your wife? No, we booked this way. We wanted to see who would come sit with us. Easy. Easy. Then you start talking about their, their personal lives and say, why would you do something like that? Well, because we love Jesus. We just want to tell you about him. Maybe, if you're interested. How hard is that? People, that's not. People can say, no thanks. Butt out. Are you one of, no, no thanks. It's okay. You haven't lost anything. Eventually, if it's a long flight especially, they'll say, why, why do you do that? You know, there you go. <laughs> okay, so it's as simple as that, people. People of God, take a little bit of a risk. Model. Model what it means to, to follow Jesus. Be a Jesus person. You can influence people so easy. Let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your amazing goodness. We have such an amazing message to give people, Lord. We have such an amazing message to tell them, but also to live before them. Would you teach us how to do that much more effectively, O oh God? Would you show us how to do that? And Lord, you've equipped us. You've given us your Holy Spirit, those of us who who love you. Oh God, teach us to yield our lives to your spirit, to your spirit in everything, in everything, oh Lord. And I pray for those who are here today or watching who don't know you. They don't have a personal relationship with you yet. Lord, I just pray that they would say yes, Lord. Even today, as we heard earlier this morning, Carrie and I, of, of a person who just said yes to you without even knowing any, any Christians in their life, but they just knew that you were there, and they said yes. Yes, God. I pray that, Lord, for people watching today or for people in this room. Say yes to you. Oh, God, you, you have come to bring us joy in its fullness. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We receive that. And I pray for those seeking you that they understand it's as simple as saying yes to you. Yes to you. And we say as followers of you, Lord, we say yes to you. Lead us, Lord, as we're going, in our going. Lead us, Lord. Lead us to be disciples for your glory. We thank you, O oh God. We thank you. I'm going to ask you all to stand with me today. 
those of you watching, it wouldn't hurt you to stand either. We could all stand. And um, the band's going to be playing a song. And while they're playing, I'm going to invite you uh, to come forward if you want prayer, to be used of God. Maybe you're thinking, this is just such a, this is so difficult for me to take those first steps. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite you to come up and say uh, to Jesus, and people will, and Tiff's coming and, and Carrie's coming as well, and just to say to him, Lord, I, I, I want to I have guts to do this. I, I need your help with this. Uh, you might be here with another need. We want to pray for you, okay? So as the band's playing, and I'll, and I'll come and bring an official close to it in just a few moments, okay? So those of you who are here, just pray along with us, those of you who, who just want more of Jesus. But those of you who need prayer today, come on up, okay? Come on up. Yes, Holy Spirit, lead us, Lord, we pray. Lead, Lord, lead us. We'll do how you lead us. We'll be obedient, Lord. That's our cry today. I just pray a blessing over the congregation here and those who are watching. In Jesus' name, be filled with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be filled with his Holy Spirit and go forward in his name in his power, in his authority, and then celebrate his goodness. It's all his, it's all his glory. It's all his glory. Be blessed, people of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, everybody. Have a great Sunday for those of you here watching whatever day it is. Have a great time. God bless you.